Hey there, welcome back to the Hot Slice Podcast. This is the podcast by Pizza Today Magazine. Uh, I'm your host, Denise Greer, Executive Editor at Pizza Today. And here is Editor and Chief, just giggling over there in a seat, uh, Jeremy White. <laughs> I'm always giggling, Denise. You know that I don't take anything too seriously. Absolutely. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, we, we grabbed somebody. Now, it's mid-morning for us, which isn't bad. But the person that we're interviewing, it was really early for them. And I'm really excited that he brought so much energy to the talk. Rise and shine. You know, he's living a baker's lifestyle. So yep. uh, up and at them early. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. We're, we're morning people ourselves, Denise. So we, yeah. we, we can understand. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into our guest, yeah. see, I, we need to talk about this survey for one quick second because I'm just- It is going I'm geeking, so well. I'm geeking out about all the responses. So people so are taking awesome. this so serious and they're, they're providing us, us with such good insights and content. And we're getting so much, I got goosebumps on the amount of like stories that I'm going to come up with from just everything people are giving us. Um, and some of the results are pretty fun. I, yeah, I do dig yeah. it. And, and so far we've gotten, we've gotten results from all 50 States. So now all That's, 50 States yes. are represented. Like we have responses right. from every state. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. We are, and we're not going to give anything away right now, but we are um, acquiring mountains of data. We have already yeah. had in a little over a week, over 700 people have already responded to the survey, which is a huge number. And that number is only going yeah. up because the survey's out a little bit longer. Yeah. Like you said, all 50 States in the union yeah. um, have had multiple pizzerias take our be counted survey. And yeah. we took an early peek at it a few days ago. I really didn't want to because I wanted to wait and see the finish. No, I had to. It's like, you know, I mean, it's like (laughs) Christmas morning when you're 10 and mom's not paying any attention. So you just kind of kind of take a little look in the stocking, you know, it it was one of those deals. I had to get an early look at some of the data and it's mind blowing. It is. And you know, you know what I'm most intrigued about? And I I think uh, we probably have a lot of listeners here that are of this, but the amount of food trucks and caterers oh, that responded because we actually asked yeah. that question hey are you a food truck or a caterer mm-hmm. um and the amount of those folks that tells me that we need to maybe spend a little more energy on uh on you know helping them succeed as well so i'm, I'm really excited about oh, wow. everything we're learning about the industry um you know and and yeah like you said we're not going to give anything away and actually we can't give anything away because you know the thing about doing these types of reports is you get that initial data, but then you have to go through and you have to actually parse that data and make sure translate that a, the responses are coming in and that you don't have any falsified responses. Mm-hmm. So we have to take all that out so that we can make sure that we're giving people the best information that represents the best part of our industry that we possibly can. Uh, and it's, it's really exciting. <laughs> I I just, I'm going to give one, one thing away though. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm one thing, one thing. Chris Decker, you just go back to bed, bro. Anchovies are not in the top five pizza toppings. No, no. <laughs> they never were, and they never will be. But Yeah, you hear that, Chris Decker? Hey. They never will is, be. There is one, one surprise <laughs> topping that so far has made it oh, into, the, yeah, into I know. the top five. And I'm not going to acknowledge what it hey, is. But, but we still have a lot of responses coming over time, yeah. and that may change. So yes, let's, it may change. Let's, 
Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not giving anything away. It's it's fine. I'm not going to give it away, but I really, really want to. Just, you want to say it. You want to say I it. Want, I want to share all the data we have. I wanted to share it all, but I can't and I won't because uh, we're going to wait. Uh, so we have a little bit of time still left with the survey. Yeah. So if you haven't yeah. taken the survey yet, get Please on do. it and take it now. Um, if you go into the show description, you're going to get a link to our survey portal. Um, mm -hmm. It'll also have a link to our 30 pizzerias to watch. And we're getting yeah. so many entries for that because that one is a little more time consuming because you're giving us um, things that are, are qualifying and making sure that, you know, your community involvement, your marketing, your, you know, lots of information that is, is a lot more qualitative that we can take and look at uh, to, to kind of pick that 30, 30 list. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We, we are a going to have our work, cut out for us it's yeah not going to be easy to whittle down the masses to uh to a fine point so to speak um but it's going to be a lot of fun and in the process we're going to meet a lot of new people mm -hmm. in the industry who own pizzerias we're going to learn a lot about them and their businesses um form some new relationships and it's it i'm really looking forward to this project i am too i'm so excited speaking of new relationships so the person we have on the podcast. I had not met him before. Yeah. Uh, it was my, he was, he's pretty new to my exposure because he's been in the business for about four years. Uh, right. So Jeremy, who do we have on? Yeah, we are talking to uh, Andrew Gregory from Post Alley Pizza in Seattle, Washington. Um, when we worked on our Rising Stars initiative, which we published in the August, no, 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 July issue. July issue. It runs together. August was our pizzeria of the year. Tony G. We'll, we'll, and we're going to talk to him next week, but back, back to Andrew. When we worked on our Rising Stars for the July issue, we asked a lot of the, um, let's say, most influential pizza makers mm -hmm. across the country, who are some real up-and-coming names yeah. that have really been hitting it hard, making a name for themselves, that have impressed you in the last couple of years. And Andrew's name just kept coming up over and over yeah. and over. And I can see why he, uh, you know, yeah. he's meticulous about his product. Uh, he has a great shop. He's always striving to be better. And uh -huh. that's what you got to do in this industry is if you're, if you're not striving to be better, you're already losing. Very, very well said. And, um, well, you know what, we'll let Andrew tell the story. Um, let's just say the West, West coast obviously has really strong opinions about New York style pizza. Yes, it does. All right. <laughs> let, let, let's just jump in to talking with Andrew. Let's do it. Baccio is celebrating its 10-year anniversary, a decade of exceptional Italian pizza cheese, unmatched consistency, and partners that have become family. If you haven't had the chance to try it, purchase Baccio today and enroll in the Gold Club to receive cash back for every pound you buy. That's right. Get rewarded for every single pound of cheese purchased. Schedule a demonstration at bacciocheese.com slash hot slice to learn more. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at hungerrush.com today. 
Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Andrew, you're up early. It's uh, around 7 a.m. Seattle time as we record this podcast. Are you making dough or what's uh, what's up with the early morning? Yeah. Yeah, we're just we're getting going. We're we've been we've been selling a lot of uh, sandwiches and hoagies. And so I'm, I'm here shaping some some hoagie rolls to get baked off before we open, um, getting dough started and just, just getting the day going. All right. So it's not just pizza dough. You're also making your own breads as well. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, that was sort of, it came out, I suppose, over the pandemic. Um, you know, I, I came to the pizza industry from more full service kitchens. And so I've been sort of figuring it out as I go. And, you know, we had a lot of dough left over and I knew I wanted to make sandwiches and I just started doing it. Um, and, and now here we are. <laughs> it's, it's a lot better than it was two years ago than when we first started trying. So let me follow up and ask, because you said you had a lot of dough left over. Is it the same formula you're using your pizza dough and then forming yeah. that into a sandwich right. bread? Right. Yeah, right now it is. And I, I, you know, I understand that's probably not the the best way. If you're, if you're specifically going for one product, I, I think I could probably make a better bread. Um, okay. But yeah. I, I, I had a it was intentional to say, okay, we have this small space, we have this dough, we're already making this, we can make a little bit more, but not another one, what can we do with it? Um, and so that was one of the things and, and I, it came out really well. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was really pleasantly surprised at, at the results of it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I just kind of stick with this and, and yeah, it's been great, you know. That's uh, good. You know, rumor has it, you are meticulous, like meticulous about dough. So That's the word. Let, let's, let's dive into that. What do you, uh, oh. you know, you know, tell us some of those <laughs> geeky things that you're just so excited about the dough and that you're just like, it has to be this way. Oh, you know, I, I think, I think more, most of that is in my head because I think the reality of it is, is that I can't be like that. I think I want to <laughs> be. Um, and the reality, yeah, the reality is that some days, it just doesn't go that way and it's 11 o'clock and it's time to serve pizza and it's and you know there there have been a couple of times in the last four years where we just said we can't do it but uh you know you, you have to open and so yeah. um you know it, it is i think what i'm most excited about now is that after four years i feel like i don't know anything you know I, wow. i've gotten it's, i've sort of started at nothing i feel like i went up you know and quickly in the sense that I had access to some really good sources like Brian Spangler um, in Portland and Scott uh, Rivera and also in Portland because I lived in Portland before I was friends with all those people be honestly before I started pizza um, and so I had a lot of information and, and contacts through that and but now I'm, I'm at the point where okay I have the, something that's I think is good but is it as consistent as I want it to be and now what can I do to make it more consistent each and every day. Um, and I, I think that's where, that's where I am now. And that's the interesting part. It's like, how do we do that in, you know, one person does it this way in Portland, it doesn't work here. It doesn't work in our space. You know, we've got a corner space with 
old windows and it's very drafty and breezy and yeah. it could be 90 degrees outside but it's 70 in here and, then, and so it's just it's been interesting to to work through all those variables and i'm still doing it so i yeah i appreciate that that that, that is what is being said but I, I really feel like i don't know anything at this point and and not not to say that because i like i know something but it's it's there, there's a lot out there that i don't know you know, as you tweak every day, you know, what kinds of things are you doing to increase the consistency? You know, you said you're kind of doing little things each day. You know, what are what are some of those things that have really worked for you uh, to really get that quality product? Um, I would say getting the time like we so we've started using, um, and, you know, initially we were just mixing dough and you know, mixed it in the morning <laughs> and, and used it. Uh, We've evolved a little bit, and you know now we're doing a poolish. Um, I think mi mixing, messing with that and the timing of that. Um, I, I was I was pretty concerned with the temperature of the water for the poolish and the temperature of all you know, just everything for that. And as I just kind of had to do it, I found that I just wanted the poolish to be more stable and longer. And so I just started using cold water and kind of trying to extend that as much as possible and. Again, I, I, I'm sure that there's research out there and, and books on there on this stuff, but this is, it's, for me, I'm much better at just trying stuff and experimenting. And so that, that I've had really good results with. Um, and, and we've been able to just, part of it has been working it into timing of our schedule. I mean, that's another part of it. It's, I would love to say that every second of the day is dedicated to pizza, but you know, we've got, my wife and I have a couple of kids and summer, we're going back and forth to camps and things. And so, We've had to build, try to figure out how to make this so it works with our life. And so that is, that's part of the schedule too. So once your uh, poolish is added to the mix, everything's mixed together, what kind of fermentation time are you looking at um, before it's made into a pizza? So that varies. The ideal, what in my ideal situation is we're making the poolish, you know, towards the end of the night uh before okay. we're mixing it in the, we're mixing it in the morning it's getting uh portioned ideally three it's somewhere in the two to four five range and then it's getting used the next day um most of that was from just i, I felt like i could get it that that was making it the most consistent Mm -hmm. um, I was walking into a dough that I knew what it was going to be the next day. Um, but I'm now finding as we've gotten busier in the last, you know, the last couple of months, we've, we've definitely picked up significantly just from press and from yeah. people returning to Seattle. Um, and the pizza is better <laughs> if I can get it. If I, I, I think the result is better if we mix it, portion it and use it that day. Uh, okay. I, the timing, the timing of it has not been, I, I haven't worked that out quite yet. Um, and I, and I think that that varies from what I'm looking for. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that I've looked at the beginning, I, I wanted bread bubbles and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I just didn't know that much about it. And, and now as I've, you know, we, we, we bought this place that was sort of, you know, was considered a New York slice place and. I wanted to sell slices. And so that was what I was trying to go for. And as I've gotten a little bit further into it, I, I think that this 
little bit less of the fermentation is giving me better results. I'm getting a, a crisper crust. Um, it's just a little bit lighter. I mean, it, I think you're, you're, you're losing some flavor at some point, but also, you know, it's, these slices are kind of a vehicle for cheese and pepperoni to some degree. I mean, not for everybody, but for a lot of our customers, it is. And so uh, I'm, I'm finding that I'm going in a different direction than I thought I was yeah. maybe two so years ago. As your processes are, are evolving over time, would you still describe your end product as a New York style pizza or has that also changed over time as well? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit that I'm a little naive on, on some of that stuff. I, I think that I've, I've had, I've had trouble throughout my cooking career of, of sort of following those, uh, it has, you know, if a margarita has to have five pieces yeah. of basil or something on it, I'd be like, yeah, I want to put some. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, not not for any reason, just because, I don't know. And so, no, I, I mean, I think it is. I mean, it, it's not like the dollar slice that you're going to get, you know. It, we're definitely, I mean, I think we're using good product. We're using good local flowers. There's a, they're not whole grain, but they're closer to whole grain. So, I mean, it's definitely a different product. And um, we're not using super fine flowers. Uh, we're using whole milk cheeses and good tomatoes and, you know, all local produce. So it's different in that sense, but in terms of size, I mean, they're 18 inches, a little bit bigger, you know, we're, we're trying to get people to eat them on paper plates. It's proving to be very difficult out here. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is not a concept that is understood. Um, and at some point though, we're going to have to, I mean, we started, we, we have the paper plates, but everybody wants them in boxes, but the cost of boxes is going up. So at some point absolutely it's good. <laughs> uh but yeah so i i think yes uh i have res i have resisted that um in the sense that everyone has a very strong opinion on that um mm. and that they're gonna they want to come in and tell you that it's not the new york slice and so i've just sort of resisted it in the sense that it's just it, I, it's pizza i'm trying to make good pizza and that's that's what i want um but mm. yes I, I think the closest thing to it is the new york new york style so you're finding those strong opinions even on the West Coast of what a New York oh. slice should and should not be. Oh boy! Oh boy! It oh boy! Is, it's 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 almost too much for me to bear. Yeah, and you you are in um, Seattle, which Seattle's kind of known. It has a strong pizza scene, you know. So, but it has a. I feel like it has a strong but, creative pizza scene. Yeah, I think yeah, I and I think that's a good way to put it. There's not a lot of slice shops. There's no. not this. Um, it's, you know, partly density of population, um, where people go out, like it works here because we, I mean, we are in an alley and we're, mm -hmm. we're sandwiched between two streets. Uh, when we bought the place, the, there was a raised road in downtown St. Louis, the viaduct, or St. Louis, Seattle, uh, the viaduct. And it, it, it ran along the waterfront, which were, you know, a block off of, mm -hmm. and then it connected to first Avenue with, on a couple of different spots, but one of them was right in front of the pizza shop. So it was pretty dingy down here. You know, it was right yeah. under the viaduct. Um, yeah. it, it was rough. This place was never open at night. So that was coming down and we knew that when we bought it. Um, so we made it through that and we're, you know, we're optimistic that, you know, the whole waterfront down here is being redone and it's going to be really great. Uh, but because of where we are and the offices and there's enough people that live here, it works like, you know, something, on the street in New York wouldn't work, but it's, yeah. 
it, it, it just doesn't work. And, you know, it, it probably wouldn't work up in Pike Place Market and five blocks right. away because it would just be too much. But like here, we're off the beaten path. And so it works. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good point that you made, Denise, that it, it, it is. I think it's more creative. You know, yeah. I would now, say more along the lines of like a Sarah Minnick type pizza where um, you're using local product and just that, that sort of creativity. Yeah. Now you, you're dealing with mad construction, right? Even currently right now, correct? Yeah. You know, it, it's like, been... like, how are you maneuvering that, especially with your customers and keeping their customers engaged and wanting to go through Cause you know, going through construction to get to any place is a hassle. So how are you working through, you know, getting those people in the door it's, basically? It, it's been really hard. It's been, I mean, I, I could go through a whole <laughs> list of things for the last four years. I mean, we had, you know, we knew the viaduct was going to be closed. I mean, our whole street was like, I'm sorry, I'm looking out this window talking to you guys. Yeah, um, you're fine. But it, 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 this whole thing was closed. In front, like everything was closed in front of us for like almost six months. The city had to end up giving us some money. Um, wow. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, we're, luckily half of our lunchtime customers are construction workers. So <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> they go. are doing all the work and they see us. Um, so that, I mean, you know, we got lucky with that. And that when all of the office workers left, the construction workers really didn't, you know? And so we weren't full during COVID, but we were, you know, my wife and I were able to keep the place open enough that we're still here. Um, and it, so, yeah, honestly, it's been hard. We, you know, social media has helped. Um, but then again, that's, it's an interesting part of it because the, our lunchtime business is not social media related. It's the construction workers and office workers mm -hmm. that are just coming in for a bite to eat. And so we were able to use social media, um, and that sort of presence with, you know, some friends up here to get more nighttime business. Um, and so it's kind of 50, 50 where we've been lucky in that, like I said, the construction workers, those people are just here. And the other ones we've mm -hmm. had to sort of search out, you know, we did things like we did breakfast sandwiches with, I made English muffins with our pizza dough also. Oh. Um, and I, I, those were pretty popular and I think they're on a list and a couple of lists that people want them, but we haven't had them for six months. And so we still get people coming in. We are going to do it. We are going to do it again, but it, it's just a staffing thing. It's, it's, yeah. and, and we're, we're getting close. Uh, but I, I am eagerly anticipating a new oven and I've told everyone that I'm not adding anything else until this thing gets installed and then we're going to yeah. go from there. And you have a small I'm glad space, you mentioned right? your, uh, oh, go, go ahead, Denise, go ahead. Oh, sorry. He was, he was talking about this new oven and I was curious. I was like, I know you have a really small space. Is Did you get a new oven to help with the efficiency of the smaller space? Or, yeah, well, you know, both. Or I the mean, output? We have, well, it's both. So yeah. yes, both. Uh, we're going to be able to probably triple our output, but yeah, the, it's, oh, wow. it's the lunchtime output. I mean, we're, we, we are turn, like lunchtime and dinner time. We, we end up turning business away. Uh, oh, just because we have, I have, I have two little Baker's Pride ovens. And this is what they was here, and so we have one that we heat up slices, and I can make two 18-inch pieces at a time, and that's yeah. it. Um, and so we've been able to, you know, stretch it out. If we if we work it out through the day, it works pretty well. But you know, there's times when we just can't we can't keep up at some point. Um, I anticipate if we can't keep up with the new oven, then. I'm going to be, I guess I'm going to be happy. And then that'll be, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll be, I don't, I don't think it's right? going to be possible. 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think we could make enough dough in a day to <laughs> to max it out in our space. Yeah. So I think we're going to be okay. Um, but yeah, it, it currently has it current the oven. It has a space for it to fit. It's going to be a significant improvement, much bigger. Um, but also, it's going to be a learning curve. I mean, I, I've been baking. I really haven't cooked pizza out of a nice big oven <laughs> ever. I mean, I've I've done it out of you know some bread ovens and things like that. But really, the only pizza I've made is is in these small ovens here. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited. It's got uh, steam uh, for the bread, so Ooh. we're going to be increasing uh, production on that and hopefully doing some catering and, and things like that. Nice. So talk about dinner a little bit. I was going to ask about that earlier when you brought it up. Historically, you know, slice shops do a large portion of their business during lunch. You mentioned the construction workers are a huge part of your clientele right now. They're obviously probably gone and out of there by five, six, seven PM, I would think. Yeah. But um, yeah. do you have a, a dinner rush? A lot, um, how do you get people in there, you know, after dark? Yeah. So, you know, it's been hard, like I said, with just this area and it's transformed in the last four years. So it, we're starting to see the results of that now. I mean, coupled with COVID, it really shut. I mean, just downtown Seattle was just empty. I yeah. mean, outside of the people that had to be here and that lived like lived downtown, I mean, it was a ghost town. And so part of that, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of places closed and we didn't close. And so, you know, some places, uh, there are a lot of residents down here and, mm -hmm. and whether they wanted to find us or not, they found that they had to they find us you. and, you know, uh, and, you know, we, my wife and I were here and another one of our, our main employee that's been with us pretty much since we opened, um, Jillian, the three of us were, you know, the only ones doing it and we were working on it we weren't busy all the time. And, you know, I think. Luckily, we were able to improve the pizza over that time. And so, and we were able to have interactions with those customers. I mean, those, those customers that were coming in during that time were the locals, were the people that lived here. Mm -hmm. And because we weren't that busy, we were able to probably form better, you know, some relationships with them that maybe we wouldn't have in the past. And so that's been helpful. Um, and what's another thing? So uh, right outside right up above us is first avenue and there's a staircase that comes down and leads right down the sidewalk in front of us to the waterfront and there's the seattle aquarium and a lot of tourist destinations and so this is becoming more like a thoroughfare down to the waterfront uh, we installed a takeout window uh, right over here onto that um, that's cool sidewalk and we are just starting to activate it uh just in time for kind of the end of summer <laughs> Um, but you know, that, that's our plan is to be able to just have this space where the low, you know, locals, we have two points of ordering. So we're going to set it up. So the people that know that come here once a week, like they're going to be able to order online and just get two slices and kind of have it in a box ready. They don't need to talk to us if they, you know, they don't need to do all that stuff. But then mm -hmm. for the other people, there, there will be, you know, a point where you can come in and, and order and do all that stuff. Um, so we're, you know, we're trying to accommodate, we're trying to accommodate every, everyone that we can, um, because it is, it's been interesting. I'm so, I'm not used to this varied customer base. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. used to more, you know, not necessarily by my choice, but by the restaurant, it sort of, you know, dictates who comes in in a way. Right, right. You kind of, you end up getting a 
pretty similar crowd depending on the food, but with pizza, it's, it just hasn't been that way. And I, yeah. I suppose everybody knows that, but I, I just, it was interesting. I, that was something I didn't really think about beforehand. Yeah. Well, you it's, know, pizza appeals to everyone. Seattle obviously is a rather eclectic city. Uh, Denise can attest to this. Seattle is my, my favorite city. In I the can't United go to States. Seattle because um, he takes all the trips to Seattle. I can't go. <laughs> I, I, I love Seattle, Andrew. I, I love Seattle. Okay. So I, I'm very much looking forward to coming and seeing you at Post Alley because it's been a minute yeah. since I've been to Seattle and you weren't in business last time that I was in Seattle. You hadn't opened up shop cool. yet. So I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to come see you. Um, speaking of Denise, the, really, oh, we're talking to Andrew right now because he's really great likable guy and we're enjoying the conversation but the real reason we had him on the podcast is because andrew was named one of one of uh pizza today's rising stars in yes he was congrats Congrats, thank you man. i appreciate it yeah it's that's awesome uh, yeah you know, your name popped up on so many people's radars like we kept you know because we asked the industry we're like hey we asked several people we're like hey who who's you know whose name's coming up who who are you thinking of and and your name popped up several times so congrats well, that's cool. It, it's, you know, it, it's nice to, to get some acknowledgement like that, you know, it, and it's, it's not always what you're, what you're going for. Um, but, but it is nice to get, I mean, that is the result. You, you want to be recognized um, for, for hard work. And I think that myself and my wife and Jillian and the rest of our team have, have been doing that. So it's, it's nice to get that recognition. People are clearly taking notice of what you're doing. And that, that's a very good thing. It is. Yeah, you know, no, it's awesome. I think, Jeremy, we should close out by asking him, you know, Andrew, what, what's next for you? Like, what's on your mind as you progress? You know, you've been in business for four years. What are you thinking about moving forward? Um, getting our stuff together, so to speak. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we have to get organized. We've, we've been, we've been, it's time to, turn the business into a business, not just this place that mm. makes some pizza, you know? Uh, I, I've been in the kitchen my whole life. I, I haven't ever run a business. And, and I think that I, part of me has sort of avoided that side of it in the sense yeah. that I just want to, I, I just want to make pizza, but, but we can't do that. And, I, and there are other things I want to do. I, you know, like I, I mentioned that our space is really small. We started doing these sandwiches. Um, people, people want more sandwiches and I would like to do hot sandwiches. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we're going to definitely do another location. Um, I, nice. In my mind, I, I have maybe two more locations that I, I, I think three is a good number. I like uh, it. I, I, hope, I hope that we're not beyond that. I, I really, I would like to focus on this kind of for the rest of my working life and, and help support my family and, and hopefully, uh, you know, the community and, you know, I've got my kids working and or my oldest daughter works in the shop. I'm excited yeah. to have my other two kids work there. Hopefully their, you know, friends can work here. Um, you know, I, I we want to, yeah, hot sandwiches. I mean, maybe two more locations, maybe one more sliced spot and one bigger place with some production. Um, at the end, the, the end dream would be to start, uh, making my own pepperoni and stuff for the whole animal program. But I, that, that, that might nice. be, that might be, that might we be need to do much, a whole but, podcast on that right there. Making your own. Well, I, I, I would love it. If you guys, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to, that might push me into doing it. I've got a, 
a meet. Uh, I've got a partner here that I that I'm trying to, to possibly do it with, but I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. Get it <laughs> I got you. But well, we just did. We're doing our survey right now, and I've taken a sneak peek at some of the results. Yeah. And pepperoni is still uh, way, way above king of all toppings. Shocker. So you, you know, shocker yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I mean, I yeah. It's for me. It's it would just be fun. It's it's stuff that I mm -hmm. used to do, like charcuterie and stuff like that, mm -hmm, and I like yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, I, it's one of those things where you're busy enough. It, yeah, that there there are plenty of people making good pepperoni and right. It's at, at some point it might just be a, a, a vanity project for myself in the garage yeah. or something. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being one of a kind and having a product. Yeah, that you can say no other pizzeria in the world serves this product. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be pretty cool. So we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. You could put some weird ingredient in it and make, you know, yeah. make it like the hot, like, you know, adding something to, you know, really yeah. change it up where you, you're the only one that serves this type of pepperoni, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think about weird toppings and yeah. how you can include that into your, uh, into your grind. Yeah, no, I mean, stuff, I, I so, think those, yeah. those, those things are, and that's one of the, like, honestly, one of the things that we do, uh, chicories and radicchios are, mm -hmm. grow really well in Northwest. And we're kind of, me and my friends here are trying to push that, but that's one of the things we put in the Italian. So it's shaved iceberg and shaved chicories. So oh, nice. I think not everyone necessarily notices it, but it, but it's in there. It makes it's it right. a little bit healthier. Oh, I got you a little healthier, right? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show this yeah. morning. You know, you're, you're bright eyed and bushy tailed. So I love it because you're just as much of a morning person <laughs> as we are. So yeah. I appreciate the energy this morning. All right. Well, thank you for having me. And again, I'm, I'm, we're honored to be a part of uh, the rising stars and, and we look forward to keep going. Awesome. Right. Congrats. Thank you very much. You have yourself a lovely day. All right. All right. Take care. Take care. You too. Mm -hmm. See Bye -bye. ya.